0: Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast. Coach, we're so excited for you taking the time to join us. I'm in studio. I'm actually not in studio. I just always wanted to say that. I'm on Zoom call with my co-host, Chad Simpson. How are you, Chad? Hey, Jim. Well, we designated this month of May towards missions, and we've had a great discussion as Gian joined us last week. And Coach, if you didn't get a chance, To listen to last week's podcast, we did just a little roundtable discussion, talked about missions trips and what they meant to us. And maybe you are, you know, debating or thinking about taking a trip with your team, yourself. We'd encourage you to go back and listen to that podcast. But Chad, I know you've been on a missions trip and I wanted to ask you, and maybe you can share with our listeners, when you came back from your trip, how did it change you?
1: Man, it, it was life-changing, truly, and uh, I had this moment uh, as the trip, we were there for about two weeks in a closed country, uh, about two weeks in, we're about to leave, we're driving through the van, through the streets, and I just, uh, my heart's broken to think, like, all right, we came on this missions trip, I wanted the whole country to, to come to know Jesus, and we didn't accomplish that goal, right? And uh, I think as I left, I just wanted to come back to the States to remind friends and, and whoever we could that we just have to continue mobilizing. We have to continue going. We have to continue sending. I think that was like my biggest heartbreaking takeaway. Um, and then on a superficial level, it was my son's birthday when we landed, basically, and you we know, were going to Target looking for a, a gift. And just to go from what they had over there to everything that's inside Target, it was hard for me to walk through the aisles uh, just knowing how much we have here in the United States. But yeah, that was that was what, what hit me um, on that trip.
0: Yeah, that's good. I think uh, anyone who's experienced a trip, especially out of the country and maybe a third world country, um, you come back grateful and you're just thankful for what you have. I know even my players come back they're grateful for the houses they live in the beds they have the, the running water the showers their own bathrooms their parents and we just spent some time sharing what did we learn from our trip or how it changed us and that was really good to hear their perspective and i remember after my first trip going back to 1999 uh the world's big it's so easy to get in our own little fishbowl and wherever that may be. And within our fishbowl, we get so comfortable. And so when we get out of that fishbowl, uh, we see that we we live in a big world and we serve a big God. And that's just so eye-opening. So again, coaches, we're excited for you taking the time to join us. Um, we're going to introduce Paul Bach. He is a the Missions Engagement Specialist. So that is a mouthful. So we enjoyed talking about that in the podcast, but he's one of the directors at SCORE International. And SCORE International stands for Sharing Christ Our Redeemer Enterprise. And it means a lot to me. I've done a few trips with them, but Paul does a great job just coordinating, scheduling these trips, these short-term missions trips, whether they be out of the country, whether they be in the country, and using athletics, using sports. And it's just awesome for him taking the time to share uh, what God had planned for his life and his calling. So I hope that you enjoy the episode with Paul Bach. Excited to have Paul Bach with us on the Christian Coach Podcast. How are you, Paul?
2: Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Had a great Easter. Ready to go.
0: Awesome. I did as well as we were talking off air a little bit about Easter as we're coming out of the Easter season. So I uh, trust all our listeners had a great Easter as well. Uh, Paul's with SCORE International. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But thank you, Paul, for taking the time to join us. And listeners, we're excited for you to be part of our uh, podcast today, where we remind you that we are serving coaches through conversation so they can lead like Jesus. Paul, our power question is this, and we like to ask our guest in our opening kind of uh, segment here, what does it mean to you to be a Christian coach?
2: That's a great question. And uh, in thinking about it a little bit, it just allows me to use godly principles in every aspect of coaching. Mm-hmm. As I work with these uh, young men, I mostly work with uh, um, boys teams. It I just try to help empower them to do the best they can individually, and also for them to understand what it means to be wants us to have a unity with him and with other Christians. And that's kind of what I'm trying to empower in each one of these young men that I have an opportunity to coach.
0: I love it. I love how you use the word empower um, and just the analogy that that brings into as the role as a Christian coach. So I appreciate that. Paul, educate our listeners a little bit. Tell us about SCORE International. Um, What its vision, what its mission is, what you guys are all about, and then maybe uh, the role that you have within the organization.
2: Yeah, fantastic. Uh, SCORE is an acronym for Sharing Christ Our Redeemer Enterprise. That's a big, long name. Uh, Basically, our mission statement is to glorify God through missions in obedience to the Great Commission which just thrills me to be able to wake up every day and be able to do that. You know, as far as our, our vision, it's to give every man, woman, and child, where the, where the ministry serves multiple opportunities to hear, see, and respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't know if there's anything more important. And I love to use sports as a platform mm-hmm. to be able to share Christ everywhere we go. So we try to engage people in missions uh, with a commitment to excellence. We try to equip and empower others to understand um, and steward their giftedness. So we want to use their gifts that they have and let them understand that whatever gifts they have, you can use those for God. So we've had some interesting conversation when it comes for that. We definitely want to express the gospel everywhere we go. And what, what do you uh, do specifically? What is your role or title within the ministry? Yeah, so now they gave me a fancy title, um, Missions Engagement Specialist. Ooh, I, mean, I like yeah. that. You like that? <laughs> and try to mobilize teams, motivi- mobilize individuals. So we take sports teams of all kinds, basketball, you know, football, soccer, uh, you know, my heart's with basketball. It always has been. We take church groups, we take college groups, we take family groups. So anyone who's interested in using their talents uh, on a mission trip to share the gospel, we're ready to take them.
0: Oh, I love it! I love it. Thanks for sharing about the history, the vision. Score is a special ministry to me as well. And a little bit later in the podcast, we'll talk more, Paul. Maybe you can share, uh, as I said, a little bit later, if if any of our coaches want to learn more about, you know, getting involved or taking a specific trip. But here's what we've done. Um, February, uh, my co hosts and I, we decided to take the theme of relationships in February. And so we talked about marriages and relationships. In March, of course, our theme was basketball, uh, going with March Madness. Uh, Just the past month, April, we did some time management Uh, rhythm routines for our coaches. So May, we wanted to designate this month to missions. And it's just a theme that comes up in conversations with our guests, getting teams involved in missions. So when I was thinking about someone who I could interview or have part of the show, Paul, you came to mind. First person came to mind is I met you just a few months ago, actually, and we spent some time in Panama. And I got to clarify, because I'm down here in South Florida, it was not Panama City. It was the country of Panama. So uh, just amazing memories, uh, amazing highlight, just a great trip. So uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit. But let me ask you this, Paul, Uh, share a little bit about, you know, growing up. What was it like being a young Paul, maybe 8, 9, 10 years old, where you grew up, siblings, parents, uh, what was going on?
2: Yeah, so I was born in Syracuse, New York. Um, I hate to, hate to admit it, but I'm a Yankee uh, by birth. I lived there for a couple of years, and then we moved uh, several spots. We moved to uh, Palatine, Illinois, just outside Chicago. My mom and her family's from Chicago area. Um Then we moved to um, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Mm. and went to Peoria, Illinois, and then it ended up here in uh, western West Virginia. And I've been here since uh, 1981, so I kind of consider it home. Started high school here, and uh, it's a great place to raise a family, so we just decided to stick around.
0: Nice. So you got that northeast kind of... uh... New York, West Virginia. I'm originally from Pittsburgh. I always tell people it's a great place to be from. Yeah. I love love that area. I love growing up there, but I'm enjoying South Florida. What's obvious, Paul, sports and athletics have been part of your life. And um, just knowing a little bit about you, how God just lined up those passions that purpose for you serving with score. So talk a little bit about, you know, sports and athletics. Um, You mentioned, you know, the Yankees growing up in, uh, you know, kind of sports country there a little bit. Tell us about some of the teams you enjoyed, sports you played, maybe even lessons that athletics has taught you.
2: Yeah, since uh, we lived out in the Chicago area, I'm kind of a a Bears fan, a Mm. Cubs fan, especially a Cubs fan because my grandmother lived about six blocks from Wrigley Field, so we always wanted to go visit uh, Grandma in the summer because we knew we were going to take uh, the trolley over, watch Cubs games. So that's kind of where, you know, Blackhawks, are, that's that's kind of where my heart Now living in West Virginia, uh, we do not have a pro team in the state. Oh. Uh, a, a lot of te- people like the Pirates and like the Steelers. So I know that goes to your heart. That a does. others uh, like the Cincinnati Reds. So that's kind of um, kind of where we sit. It takes us uh, about two, three hours to get to to uh, Great American Stadium. So,
0: OK, did you uh, did you play any sports growing up in high school or? Middle yeah,
2: I, I played about them all. I yeah. started uh, Little League in baseball. Uh, I realized that wasn't going to be a good career choice. So <laughs> um, I kind of grew in to basketball and then I played some football in high school. And um I, I really, my heart was really always with basketball, even though I've got a football body. Uh, <laughs> played some rugby uh, after my college. rugby. yeah, played rugby. some rugby, really nice. enjoyed it. I had some anger issues back in this <laughs> up. And I really enjoyed it so much. They talked me into playing in an adult league. so I did that for a while, played some indoor soccer, which, you know, I still think that is uh too much like hockey. So they didn't like it when I was putting guides into the boards. No. So <laughs> I I sat out a lot. Nice. Well, kudos to respect
0: with rugby, man. That is a that is a violent sport. And it seems like you were in the right spot, man, especially if you had some anger issues, man. So uh now you mentioned all these teams from Chicago. I didn't hear the Bulls. That was my Oh yeah, definitely, on.
2: definitely the Bulls were in there. Um, you, you gotta love the Bulls for some reason. I really enjoyed the Lakers back in you know the magic era. Yeah. Um, and now lately I've been a huge Spurs fan. Yeah, I okay. love Popovich, I love the organization, I love their standards that they have, yeah, and that they implement in every player. I gotcha. Well, let me ask you this, Paul. As a
0: as a former athlete growing up in middle school, high school, what's one or two lessons? that athletics have taught you. And, and I, I love hearing these answers because it's obvious, um, you know, a lot of our coaches are former athletes and these lessons we've learned, they they relate so well to the spiritual life. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Oh, so most definitely.
2: For, for me, uh, you know, I, I grew up, played sports mostly in the eighties, uh, early nineties. and And back then dedication was everything. Mm. Um, and so that was instilled in me in my home life with my dad. He he instilled that and the coaches I had. You know, just being dedicated, dedicated to yourself, being dedicated to God, be dedicated with the worth work ethic that you're gonna put into it every day. You're not gonna take a day off. There's no day offs back then. Mm. I mean, you're gonna hammer it hard every day, give everything you have. Uh so that one really kind of stuck with me, and it stuck with my life today. Uh, I had been an outside sales rep for 30 years be coming into, before coming into full-time ministry. And that just kind of stuck with me. It stuck with me in coaching. Um, so that's just kind of part of my lifestyle. You know, go hard. You know, don't take a day off. Yeah,
0: I like that. Dedication. And as the the athlete who finds themselves successful, of course, talent always plays in. But man, the ones who are dedicated to their craft. Um, and and then as as a Christian as a believer someone who's walking this life we need to be dedicated to Christ and his word so it's awesome how those lessons just uh go hand in hand uh let me ask you this Paul uh, you mentioned your dad probably some coaches but who are some mentors or role models uh you had in your life you have in your life and maybe a lesson or two that they've taught you
2: yeah the the first, Baptist church that we were involved with. There was a youth pastor or an assistant pastor. I'm sorry. And he asked me one day, we just started going and he asked me to be a part of the bus ministry. And he had to explain what it was because I wasn't familiar with bus ministry from where I came from. And uh, so he explained it and I started going with him. And probably the second time out, he stopped the bus in the middle of the main thoroughfare in Huntington He just asked me if I had ever accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And after, you know, several months of going back and trying to figure out what I believed, um, I I realized I hadn't. So he was he was by far my biggest mentor starting out because then on the first mission trip in 1999 with score to the Dominican Republic to play basketball, just a bunch of guys uh, from our church that went and I got I got called to children's ministry and youth ministry. And he taught me everything I knew about children's ministry and church camp. So he was been a huge part of my life, college and career for over 20 years now. And just because listening to the calling of God and having him being able to be my side and mentor me. And then two guys that I just can't, I can't thank enough for their just lifestyle because I I don't know that I've seen two guys that are more interested and more dedicated to sharing the gospel than Mickey Bain and Aaron Carr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mickey had been a pastor for years. I had known him growing up in the same church, had his kids in children's church. And then he was a pastor and was scored doing short term missions domestically for a while. Till so he passed away uh, last year with colon cancer. So I hated that because he taught me what it looked like to have a a, a thirst, uh, a longing, and urging to be daily. And Aaron Carr was the same way. He used to be our uh, small group leader in our um, young married couples class. And he, to this day, um, just encourages me to watch him just evangelize on a daily basis
0: man that's cool I appreciate you sharing that with those role models and and mentioning influential men and now we're uh you know similar ages and now we see that kind of a baton passed on to us and uh I seen that in you and I just want to compliment you as uh we were on that trip down in Panama and Carter Carter was a uh A player, uh, maybe 19 years old, if I'm correct. And I just saw that role model mentorship in his life. So uh, I I just enjoyed kind of watching that. Again, we're with Paul Bach. He is with SCORE International, Um, taking the time to just share a little bit about uh, some lessons he's learned. And we're going to get into the ministry uh, with SCORE and and the missions trips. And I'm going to share a quick story, Paul. As uh, we went down to Panama, just uh, man, less than six months ago is probably October. Was that when we went to Panama? I think we went end of July. End of July. Please forgive me, man. What's what's time? You get old, you just forget. You know. Okay, so end of July. I was way off on that. Uh, So we're in Panama, and we had the theme as we partnered up with Nations of Coaches. We had some of our coaches come, and we bought some shirts that said, be great, serve. And that was kind of our theme. And so for any of the listeners that know me and my family, let's just say motion sickness is not my cup of tea. Paul knows where I'm going with this. So we're going to bring it up. Yeah. I said, I might as well bring it up. Right. So if uh, Pete's listening, if Mike's listening, any of those guys, they're enjoying this. But we got up about 5 a.m. and we had to travel about three hours, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. It was it was about three hours to this um, kind of camp, this school. And let's just say these roads were not paved, smooth I-95 here in South Florida. So we're going up and down, around potholes, and we're in this van. And I was good for the first two hours. And then eventually... Let's just say my motion sickness got the best of me, and it was an ugly mess. And as we finally made it to the camp, here's Paul, my hero, be great, serve. He is cleaning out that van and cleaning out that mess there. And so when I think about serve, Paul, that that comes to mind there a little bit. So um, Let me ask you this, and I know our connection's going a little bit on and off there, and I hope you're still with me, Paul, but um, when a coach is interested in being involved, when a coach is interested in being involved in missions or getting involved with SCORE, what, what would be the process? What advice would you give them? Kind of walk them through the high school coach that might want to take a trip with his team, with his family. How does that look like?
2: what we do is we'd encourage you just to put a team together who's interested in in going and and playing the sport that God has gifted you with. And in doing that, we can, you know, mostly we take you overseas. We could do it here in the U.S. as well. I love the overseas experience because it it gives the players and coaches a different perspective, maybe about their their global viewpoint Mm -hmm. and what they have currently. And most global viewpoints are about what they have in their surroundings, in their local community. Um, And so I love to get them out of comfort zone. I love to get them out and show them because everywhere we go, um, they will realize how well they have it here in the U.S. Yeah, Uh, That's something, no matter where you go, uh, you'll be thankful for the food you have. You'll be thankful for the shelter and clothing that you're able to have. Right. I I know our connections going in and out. So we're getting bits
0: and pieces of this, but I know two things that you mentioned on these trips is getting these kids and coaches out of their comfort zone. So I think that is really crucial. And then two, just coming back with just more of a thankful heart, a thankful spirit and, and gratitude. And I know that's what happened to me. And you mentioned your first trip was to the DR in 99. My first trip was actually with score international as well in 1999, as I went to Budapest, Hungary. And wow. then in 2000, had the opportunity to go to Argentina, uh, took a team to Barcelona, Spain. And then, of course, with you uh, in July to Panama. So incredible lessons. Let me ask you this. When a a player, a coach, a family comes back from a trip, what, what, is, what are they echoing? What are they sharing? What are they talking about as they um, have experienced maybe five, six, seven, up to 10 days being in another country? What are they sharing or talking about?
2: Yeah, they're just on fire for God at that Mm. point, because this is a mountaintop high. And and I've led groups. And the first group I led was a a youth group from my church. And I I made a mistake. I have made them all. And I learned from it. But the mistake I made, these kids came back and these parents came back and they were on fire. And they say, "Okay, what do we do now? Mm. And I'm like, I was not ready. I didn't have anything planned. I was not ready. Uh, Okay, what's the next step? So, I'd encourage everybody, you know, yes, the, you know, pr- preparation for the trips are important. The trips are extremely important, but you've got to be prepared when you get back to have them something ready for them to do because they're going to be on fire, guarantee. I've never seen a group that hasn't been. So, I usually set something up locally uh, in their communities and make sure uh, they get something set up to, you know, if, if it's if it's hanging out with assisted living residents and hugging on them for a while, because we forget about our elderly sometimes, or if it's just going out and handing out some food uh, or just, you know, doing a, a local, you know, sports outreach. Yeah. You know, just have something planned and ready to go.
0: I love that you hit on that because it reminds me kind of just as a teenager, the summer Christian camp high, you know, and we're away, maybe even uncomfortable. And then we come back and it's like, now what so yeah it's good to have these coaches be thinking about you know follow up uh stay connected what else can we do how can we like you said that fire keep it burning right and, and just keep that passion going um that that's incredible to hear I love what you're doing I love what scores all about share with us this Paul because I I took notice you said you were with uh an outside rep you know working probably almost 30 years. And you, you use the terminology call, and there's no doubt this is a calling on your life to be involved in SCORE. How did that look like, or what did God impress upon you to now make that transition and to be involved full-time with SCORE as this athletics missionary, basically?
2: Yeah, so I've, I've gotten called a couple times in life. So I'm kind of familiar. That first time in 99, the DR, um, I was definitely the oldest one on the trip and there was a young man who was 15, could have been my son, because I was 30 years old at the point when we went. Mm-hmm. And I heard him, overheard him talking to his parents about what I meant to him on the trip and just broke down in tears listening to talk to his parents. And I never would have thought that God could have used me in really any regards, because the basketball trip, we weren't very good. It was just a bunch of guys from our church, but we just wanted to go serve the Lord and, and gather some people. But I never thought I could do probably any more than that. Mm. And for God to say, nope, I want you to come and do children's ministry and youth ministry. And I listened clearly on that trip to his calling. And, and I think it took him to put me on that trip and get me away from the daily grind, slow me down enough to absolutely mm. listen to him. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've been in church my whole life. I understood what he wanted us to do. And I tried to be good and do all that stuff. But I just wasn't listening. And so for for him to slow me down enough to put me in an atmosphere that I was going to listen was amazing. Um, And then just, just fulfill what he called me to do then. And then, you know, I pray every year, at least once or twice, you know, is this where you want me, God? If you want me to go somewhere else, just tell me, move me and I'll do it. So of course, I've moved from children's ministry to youth ministry. In the last eight years, college and career ministry. I think with that, I must might have prayed every month. God, are you sure you don't want to move me somewhere else? That <laughs> might have been the hardest. You know, they're growing up and they're trying to figure out. You know, spreading their wings and figure out where they are in life. Um, so, uh, a lot of times, dedication uh, wasn't in their bag to come to to youth group or small group. Um, so, and then it was interesting because Trey was on that first basketball trip to Dominican Trey Bailey with score international been with score over 20 years now. And that was one of the callings that God pressed upon him when we went on that trip. Um, So he's been a mentor, I probably should have mentioned him before he's been a mentor of mine. He's taught me how to lead mission trips. And I've led several over the years. And he sent me an um, an email on a Friday night in February, 2021. And he's done this before. He said, hey, you, you've got a huge network of people that you know. I've got a couple needs. Uh, we're going to restart our gap year program called CLIMB. And I need a, a U.S. director and I need a Dominican director. Mm. And so as I printed those off, I'll never forget it. I read the first one as the U.S. director. And I'm like, man, that sounds just like me. Yeah. And so I scared me a little bit. I prayed for that Friday mm. night. My wife gets up Saturday morning and I said, Hey, Trey sent me something I just thought was interesting. So I shared it with her and she read it. And wouldn't, you know, she looks at me and she goes, that sounds just like mm. you. <laughs> and so, you know, we prayed about it and, you know, Sunday, it was pretty clear that yeah. this is the direction God wanted us to go. Uh, so we called Trey, told me we were interested, went through the process and, you know, came out with scoring April of 2021. Um, and then, you know, Scott Cannon, executive director, Want to make some uh changes to the program. So we call the timeout. And as they're trying to make changes and figure out where that's gonna go, they wanted me to stay on board and and lead mission trips. So that's why I'm you know continuing to mobilize people.
0: Well, I love uh just hearing the the story, the journey and the calling. It's obvious God had a plan for your life. He he implanted that 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 talent, that gift, and even using sports and athletics, using your wife for some affirmation. Um, I like how you said it scared you a little bit. And I I think sometimes, I think sometimes, I think all the time when God has something, you know, a little bit bigger than we we thought, it should scare us because that's God's will. Because if it didn't scare us, we'd be so comfortable. We'd do it in our own strength. And this is when we need to rely on God to do that. Um, do this, Paul, as we're getting ready to kind of finish up. It's been a great conversation again with Paul Bach. He's with Score International. Um, for the coach who's listening, whether it's a young coach, middle aged coach, just real quick, give us give us this um maybe one minute, 30 second commercial, uh, for back for better word of the pros. Maybe the cons, but more the pros of getting involved in a mission trip in your team. What would you say now as we get ready to wrap it up? You you know, your one last appeal to the coach who's thinking about doing this.
2: Yeah, you, you can't make a mistake with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know people worried about, especially coaches, am I doing the right thing? Am I making the right moves? Uh, and taking a team on a mission trip, you just can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, and I tell them to stay flexible because there's always change involved in ministry and admissions. And and if they, they go in with a mindset to stay flexible, um, then they're going to do a lot better off just because um, schedule is going to change. Most of uh, Central American countries that I've been to don't adhere to time or schedule very well. They're (laughs) going to get there when they get there. So I try to remind them all, uh, just to stay flexible, but you know, you really can't go wrong. It's gonna be probably that it might be the biggest impact you've made on your team mm. in a while as well. So they're gonna see some things they've never seen before. They're gonna play against some competition they probably not played against before. Um, so it's just it's just gonna be a positive influence on them as individuals. Uh, they'll understand what they have, should be grateful for what they have, them as a team to be able to to work together in a different environment. Because once you go on a mission trip uh, for a week, you're going to get to know people a lot better than uh, you knew them back here in the U.S. So true. And
0: I echo everything you're saying. Coach, if you're debating this, thinking about this, educate yourself. There's going to be some planning. There's finding the right time, the resources, the money. But as I think of past experience, if this is what God's planted on your heart to Um, use this universal language. Sports is a universal language and be able to go to a different country and use the platform of basketball, soccer, football, whatever it may be. um, Look into it and God will make those funds and resources available. And I've seen it in my life and it is life changing. And Paul, I have former players come back who went on a trip to you know, Spain with me, we, we talk about that trip. We don't always talk about, you know, the games or the districts or the homecoming. It comes up, but we talk about the trip and incredible memories. So I appreciate you taking the time to share with us. And here's what I'm gonna do as we close out, Paul, okay? This is called my rapid fire. There's no script to it. It's just the first thing that comes to your mind. It's some of your favorite food or um, favorite color. So it's gonna be really fast. And so I got 10 questions. All right. Are you ready? I'm going to. Time I'm ready. These. Let's go. All Come right. on. Here let's go. go. You got a minute, buddy. Here we go. Number one, your favorite junk food. Uh, pastries. Pastries. All right. Your favorite
2: restaurant. Um. Oh, that's a good question. We don't go out a whole lot. Um, probably Oscars. Okay. Uh, favorite sport to play. Uh, basketball. I knew it.
0: I knew it. Come on now. Favorite sport to watch? Uh, basketball. Yes. Uh, sports car or truck? What would you rather? Oh, have? truck. Come on. Now. I'm in West Virginia.
2: West you gotta, Virginia. you got to got a four wheel. I live in the state and not have a truck. <laughs>
0: All right. I, I know I know you're married. You and your wife, Sue, uh, you want a beach house or a cabin in the woods? Oh, cabin in the woods for me. She'd want a beach house. I want uh, a cabin in the woods. <laughs> All right, number seven, your favorite ice cream? Uh, chocolate fudge. Nice. All right, you can go anywhere in the country. This is vacation, not a mission trip, okay? You're taking your family. Two, what is that? Two weeks paid vacation. Where are you going?
2: Anywhere in the country? Um, we're probably going to go to Colorado or somewhere out west because I've never been. Okay. All right, he's going to stay in the USA.
0: All right. Last two, Paul. Favorite Bible verse?
2: Oh, it's got to be Romans 10, 9 through 13.
0: Man, Paul, this has been amazing. Thanks for taking the time to join us. As we always close, we just have a word of prayer. And so do you have anything specific
2: I can pray for? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat you are. We've talked about this before. Uh, we're still support raising. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as you know how challenging that is, especially yep. coming out of covid and, you know, the talks of um, uh, financial in instability right now in the country, it's just it's just tough. So pray yeah. for that uh, and pray for me to continue to follow God's leading. I'll do it,
0: man. Let's do it. Let's pray, Paul.
2: God, we pause.
0: We thank you for uh, Paul, for his ministry, for the calling you have on his life. Thank you for him taking the time to share and be part of the podcast, the lessons he's learned and just the encouragement of what missions means to him, um, of what missions means to you. Um, You give each and every one of us gifts and talents, and a lot of our coaches listening, it's the the platform of sports, maybe basketball, but could be different sports, uh, tennis, golf, uh, that we can use these um, gifts and talents for you to ultimately see people come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Thank you for Paul, his ministry, and Lord, as he mentioned, just the support and the partnership, um, raising funds, what a challenge that is sometimes, but we know that we can trust in you. So continue to keep him connected to you, close to you as he serves you um, within SCORE. Thank you for who you are and what you do. In Christ's name, amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. I, uh, I loved hearing this episode of Paul Bach and I think what it kind of stood out to me was just hearing about his his journey of 30 years in the business world before getting called into the sports ministry uh, opportunity. And um, I think we just have seen that, you know, there's no one size fits all or one cookie cutter, um, you know, picture for what it means to follow Christ. And, you know, some people they're going to the mission field at 16 or 18, and, and some maybe later in life, some mid career. Um, it's really just about being obedient to the call that God's put on our life and, and saying yes when he calls us to go. And so I, I uh, have a lot of respect for Paul in doing that. And um, and yeah, just one more just to echo just uh, on the audio from this one. We just wanted to share with our listeners that it got a little choppy there. And Jean was our master editor. They try to uh, polish it up a little bit, but uh, a few moments there if, uh, if you heard a little bit. But um, Jim, what, uh, what are your takeaways?
0: Well, I do appreciate Paul taking the time to share, and I echo that apology, listeners, as it got a little choppy. um, Paul's outside the West Virginia area, so if you know anything about West Virginia, I'm just going to leave it right there because I'm from Pittsburgh, and so we clash a little bit sometimes with our West Virginia people. I'm just kidding, Paul. We love you, but we're grateful for him sharing that, and like you said, what I love about some of these interviews and conversation is just seeing God's hand on these coaches and God's hand on these individuals as he's just, for lack of a better term, prepping them, preparing them for what he has called them to be. And so I echo you, Chad, with uh, just being inspired, motivated, listening to Paul, obeying the voice of God to be involved full-time with SCORE and take these missions trips. And coaches, we appreciate you uh, being with us. We remind all of our you know, listeners, that we're trying to just serve you through conversation so you can lead like Jesus. And whether or not you get to take a missions trip overseas or in your backyard, we close every episode with the mission field is right where you are at.